virtue. What comes to mind when you hear that word? One of my favorite definitions for virtue is a beneficial quality or power of a thing. We are all filled with our own virtues, personal strengths and power within us that are gifts given to us by God. The real magic happens when we recognize our virtues and become guardians of these virtues, using them for the good of others. Join me, your host, Elisa Lindsay Johnson, as I talk to amazing guardians of virtue who all have one thing in common, a desire to use their gifts for good. I hope that as you listen to this podcast, you are emboldened with your own virtues. Let us all strive to be guardians of virtue. My friends, it has been a couple weeks. I apologize for the break last week. I uh, was still pretty sick. And so I just didn't feel up to recording and editing and doing all the things that are required for podcasting. So I took a break, um, which kind of made me a little bummed because my goal with this podcast was to do 52 interviews for this year. And um, so that won't happen, but that's okay. I am learning to be okay with it. (laughs) Um, Today, I am excited because I'm going to share with you the talk that I gave at church yesterday. And this talk involves being one with Christ and teaching your children to be one with Christ. Um, I imagine, I don't know if the bishop asked me to speak on that because I'm a mother, or if it's because of my calling at church and primary, but I it was a wonderful thing for me to, and a needed thing for me to study and um, ponder about. And I think that that what I was inspired to share with my ward is something that I can also share with you. I think that it's important to um, to strive to be one with Christ. And in fact, I would go so far as to say we can become, we can strive to be guardians of being one with Christ. And so that is what my focus on today's episode is all about, is is being a guardian of being one with Christ. Uh, Maybe even more clearly stated, being a guardian of discipleship, because if we are a true disciple of Jesus Christ, then we are one with him. And when I say one with Christ, I mean one in purpose. We want the same things as Jesus Christ. We want to do as he would do. And um, ultimately asking the question, what would Jesus do? And then doing it. And so as parents, we have the opportunity to teach our children to be one with Christ. So that's what we're going to focus on for today's episode. It's largely going to be read because my talk was written out. So I hope I hope that it's still interesting to you. Um, I hope that that you will learn something from this and think about um, your own life and how you can become more one with Christ, how you can become a guardian of being one with Christ. All right. So without further ado, here is my talk from church yesterday in the movie. Inside Out, we learn about Riley's core memories, the moments in her life that shape her personality and guide her choices. In fact, her core memories were so important and strong that at the end of the movie, 
sorry, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. Uh, those core memories are what stopped her from running away from home. Core memories are a big deal and can truly shape your life. I'd like to invite you to take a moment to stop and think about your own core memories. What were some experiences that shaped your life? How did you learn to become one with Jesus Christ? I'd like to talk about some core memories from my own, own childhood, but these are going to be core memories that involve my parents. These core memories illustrate how my parents were one with Jesus Christ, and because of that, I learned how to become one with Jesus Christ. The first core memory I will share will come with some explanation, but first, the memory. A long, long time ago in a land far, far away in Lancaster, California, there lived a teenager, and that teenager was me. When I was a young teenager, my father was the bishop of our ward. And for anyone who might not be familiar with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the bishop is akin to a pastor or leader of a congregation. So as you know, and or if you know or don't know, the calling of bishop requires a lot of time away from home. It was kind of cool that his time as bishop coincided with me being in the youth program because he would be at the church working while I was there for mutual each Wednesday. I actually loved waiting for him after mutual to go home because it meant I got to play basketball while I waited and basketball was absolutely one of the loves of my life at the time. And then I got to ride home with him and I got to ride home with him by myself. My siblings weren't yet uh, in the youth program, they were old enough and so I, I got to be with him by myself. I cherished that time with him, and if I was really lucky, we'd take the shortcut home, which meant we would drive on a dirt road. There was a dirt road from like the main road to our neighborhood, and it, that was the funnest little shortcut for us to take. And if I was extremely lucky, I got to drive <laughs> just on the dirt road, like before I got my license. Sorry, Dad, I'm putting you uh, under the bus there. I'm sure most parents find ways to let their kids learn how to drive before they get their driver's license. And that was just a lot of fun. So one of my favorite memories from when my dad was bishop was the day my mom took my siblings and I to the church during the day on my father's birthday and filled his entire office with balloons as a surprise for when he would go there that evening for interviews and stuff. I remember loving that opportunity to celebrate my dad in the place he spent his time serving Heavenly Father by serving our ward. This core memory shaped the way I've lived my whole life because my dad taught me it was possible to say yes to any calling, even when that calling feels incredibly overwhelming or impossible, because it is possible through Jesus Christ. If I didn't have this example, I probably would have said no to a handful of callings, if not all of them, especially my current one as the primary president. But because of him and the example of my mom and her callings too, I answer when the call comes, whatever the call is. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. And straightway they forsook their net and followed him. Mark chapter 1 verse 17 through 18. This, I love this scripture because they straightway took their nets or like put their nets down and forgot about them and followed him. And 
sometimes I think that is forgotten in our culture that the, that type of discipleship that Heavenly Father and Jesus required. <clears throat> my next core memory comes from my mom. We were on our way to the mall, my siblings, me and my mom. I really liked when we went to the mall because it usually meant new clothes. And if we were really lucky and we were obedient and good, mom would let us get something from the Dairy Queen in the mall once we were done shopping. I lived for those cherry dipped cones. They were the best. If we were really, really lucky, mom would let us get blizzards. So let's continue on the way to the mall. We had to take the highway to the mall and at the exit, my mom noticed a car on the side of the road. So she stopped and offered the use of her cell phone. And, you know, at this time, remember cell phone in the 90s, cell phones weren't really a thing yet. And if you did have a cell phone, it was just really rare. And so you could also be quite expensive to use your phone and make a call. But my mom felt like it was a good idea to stop and help this man on the side of the road. So she did. And I remember her stopping and offering the use of her phone. And once the man was done, we continued on our way to the mall. I don't remember if we got to get cherry dipped cones that day, but I wouldn't be surprised. My mom is a softie and her love language is gift giving. For I was unhungered and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger and ye took me in, naked and ye clothed me. I was sick and ye visited me. I was in prison and ye came unto me. Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. That's in Matthew. 25 verses 35 36 and 40. this core memory isn't the only memory i have where my mom helped someone in need my mom is a magnet for the friendless people who can't find friends or can't keep friends or who just need a friend have a way of finding my mom and you know what she's really good at doing once these people find her she loves them she becomes their friend she provides a listening ear she invites them over for dinner she gives them purpose when they need something to do. My mom is really good at that. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 39. For my next core memory, I want to talk about family prayer and scripture study. If I look back on my childhood, I remember my parents being really consistent with these. For the time, from the time I was little, I remember kneeling down in prayer with them each night. I remember that we got to have our, turn, have our turns praying for family prayer, even when we were little. I remember that something I prayed for each time was that we would all get to go on missions. My mom would tell me sometimes girls didn't go, but my desire was great enough to pray every time for it. Now my life did kind of not lead in that direction. I took a different path and got married and started having children young. But luckily, there are plenty of ways to be a missionary. So I am grateful for that. I cherish those prayer memories. I also have many memories of my dad calling us to, family, to the family room for scripture time every night. We'd all meander to the room, and without fail, one of my brothers would forget their scriptures. So we would have to wait until they got them because we all had to have our own with us before we could start. We would all take turns reading two verses each. My brother, just younger than me, had a way of reading 
that my parent let my parents know he was not thrilled to read out loud unless he got to read second nephi 934 in which case he read that one nice and clear you could check that out if you want later and we talk of christ we rejoice in christ we preach of christ we prophesy of christ and we write according to our prophecies that our children may know to what source they may look for a remission of their sins second nephi 25 26. this week in come follow me our family talked about the following scripture john chapter 15 verse 4 abide in me and i in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine no more can ye except ye abide in me i hope as you've listened to the stories i shared from my own childhood your own core memories that shaped your desire to be one with christ came to the forefront of your mind how did they shape you what fruit do you want to bear as you help shape the desire of your children to be one with christ as i've illustrated through sharing my core memories with you i believe that children learn most by our example than by the words we teach. Our actions speak way louder than words. Ed Milet, a popular public speaker, says, most lessons are caught, not taught. That's because your children are always energetic, smart, and honest. They see and soak up everything you do. They mimic everything you do. The example you set becomes the standard that they create in their lives over time. Caught, not taught. Core memories from childhood shape us. I'll tell you what I want my children to catch from me. Friday night, we had a family night, and I didn't touch my phone. Oliver sat on my lap and cuddled with me. We had homemade molasses cookies. When I put them to bed, we said family prayer. And I actually went and checked on my son after five minutes, like I said I would. And he talked and laughed and yawned the cutest little boy yawn I ever did see. It was just so adorable i forget a lot of times to put my phone down i am often too tired to keep checking on me when my son asks five thousand times but i hope my children catch that we snuggled i hope they catch that we prayed and that i really looked at them and i hope they catch that i love them i hope that my children catch all the times mom or dad left early to go to church to serve in our callings or while they sit on the church pew quietly and wait for us to come and join them before church starts. I hope they catch reasons why Scott has spent many Saturdays serving someone in the ward or fixing something at his parents' house. I hope they catch why it's important for us to go to the temple to pay tithing, to pray for ways to serve. I hope that they catch my love for the Savior, that I would do anything for him, that I would cry and struggle, worry, and spend my time serving because i want to do his will and sometimes well no most of the times his will is not easy i hope they see that it's not easy and that i try to do it anyway elder wilford w anderson gave one of my favorite talks entitled the music of the gospel he said the challenge for all of us who seek to teach the gospel is to expand the curriculum beyond just the dance steps our children's happiness depends on their ability to hear and love the beautiful music of the gospel how do we do it first we must keep ourselves or our own lives attuned to the correct spiritual frequency parents if our lives are out of tune with the music of the gospel we need to tune them up end quote if we desire our children to become one with jesus christ we must make sure we are in tune with him ourselves 
When I think about what we can do here, the temple comes to mind. If we are actively striving to live our baptismal and temple covenants, we can safely say we are striving to be one with Jesus Christ, and our children will catch that. Elder Dell G. Renlin goes in depth with this during his last conference talk. I'll reference that now. At baptism and when we partake of the sacrament, we witness that we are willing to take on ourselves the name of Jesus Christ. In the endowment, we covenant first to strive to keep the commandments of God, second to repent with a broken heart and contrite spirit, third to live the gospel of Jesus Christ. We covenant fourth to keep the law of chastity and fifth to dedicate ourselves and everything the Lord blesses or blesses us with to build up his church. Keeping commandments made in baptismal fonts and temples also provide us with strength to withstand mortality's trials and heartaches. The doctrine associated with these covenants eases our way and provides hope, comfort, and peace. End quote. I want to reassure you as parents because I know that sometimes it may feel like you just aren't doing enough. It can also be overwhelming because at the end of the day, our children have agency and you hope that they will choose to stay one with Christ. Like Elder Renlin said, the doctrine associated with these covenants eases our way and provides hope, comfort, and peace. When we lead by example by striving to be one with Jesus ourselves, our children will see and they will remember, caught, not taught. As they grow older, your children will be able to take hold of their core memories and find their way back home if they choose to run away. They will remember what it is like to be one with Jesus Christ and they will stay or they will come back. I know this is true. So there you have it, you guys. This is my talk from yesterday. As I was reading it just now, I think what we're going to do is call this podcast episode, yeah, how to, I don't know, how to be a guardian of being one with Christ. I think that's the best way we're going to go about doing this. So I love you guys. Thank you for listening today. And I hope you have a fantastic week. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope that you walk away filled with strength and power, or dare I say, virtue, as you use your own gifts for good too. Podcasts live by the reviews that are written for them. Please leave a review and let me know what you think. I hope you all have a blessed day. Bye.